0: Oh, new intro music. Yeah. Kicking things off with some new tune. I have no idea what it is or who it's from, but it was free and it was on the internet, so it was for me. And it's the Goblin Stompcast. Howard back with you once again. Don't forget also goblinstomper.blogspot.com, although no new posts in a while. But there should be soon, I would hope, I would think, I would like. I'm sure there'll be things to talk about. I actually do have a a blog post in mind. Very interesting one. It probably will piss people off, but whatever, you know. It happened to me, so I want to talk about it. Uh, Week in gaming thus far, Wednesday night. Uh, It was a a Fantasy Grounds AD&D first edition rally. Uh, That was much of a rally. Uh, So had some players drop out, but um, hoping to replace them soon. And had an interesting replacement for one of them on deck. The most infamous Jason Hobbs, which I was uh, super happy to have him join up. And uh, he, what did he end up playing? A Dwarven Thief? Oh my god, I can't remember already. I think Dwarven Thief. Yeah. Um, So, uh, we had a good time. It was a nice experience. I was interested, very interested, in the fact that uh, he is a Roll20 guy. I think 99% of his gaming has been, uh, virtually, has been on Roll20. I, myself, have played Roll20. I haven't run anything on Roll20. Um, Not four people. I have gone through sort of building a scenario and and running through it. The other two fellows that that gamed with us on Wednesday also primarily Roll20 guys. And so none of this crew was a Fantasy Grounds crew. And I find that really there are essentially two camps right now. There's Fantasy Grounds and there's Roll20. Uh, Roll20 is a Across the board like you can completely use it whether you're a GM or a player as a free platform and I don't think you have to spend any real uh, money any actual ducats or shekels or rupees to engage in play and I think that's really its draw and that it runs in the browser its second big draw that it just runs in the browser there's nothing to really install and you can play it's a it's a pretty trimmed down ui um it's not fancy schmancy but it absolutely gets the job done and games that i've played that way uh have been great uh primarily i've played bx that way i haven't played anything more intricate that way so um not that there's not role play in bx but um i don't know it a lot of a lot of smashing and bashing and and that handles that environment super well I can't speak to how it handles other environments. Now, Fantasy Grounds, on the flip side, is a more developed UI. Uh, it does require a download and an install of an application. Uh, the DM is essentially, or the person running the game, is hosting the server, and the other folks log in. And so, a lot can be dependent on bandwidth. <clears throat> weather, for some people in rural areas, can play a, a damaging role. Um, and, of course, for voice and or video, you're running something else. I run Discord. Uh, so I was dealing with uh, helping Hobbs an early uh, an hour earlier than we started, uh, sort of getting things prepped for a character. And he took to it very quickly, um, which is nice. There are people who struggle with it. I get that. I, you know, I, I really do... Um, I wonder about people's reticence with, with Fantasy Grounds. There, there is an option for uh, the person running the game to uh, sign up for a recurring $9.99 a month um, ultimate license via, I think, Steam or any other, a lot of other ways. You know I just do it through PayPal, and I'm, I'm running it through that. Um, <clears throat> and it's nice. The ultimate license allows any number of people although I don't know why you'd want to have any number. I think four or five is probably great. Uh, Folks, to to download the software for free and run it and connect to your game. And while they cannot run a game, they can absolutely play a game no problem. So from the player's perspective, it's still a zero buy-in. I think more folks should give it a shot. I mean, for $9.99 a month, it's easy enough to cancel your subscription to it if you're not happy with it. But I think that it uh, is constructed in a way that makes the development of your game campaign much easier to manage. Uh, There's a learning curve, you know, but there are a lot of great videos. And I highly suggest if you haven't watched any of those videos or you've just been on Roll20, you just don't care about whatever Fantasy Grounds is, you're too cool for that. Who downloads applications anymore? That's frickin', you know, 2005. Uh, I think you're missing a lot. The dice rolling interface is great. It really, I think, does bring a lot to the environment. I think Fantasy Grounds goes a step beyond in trying to make it feel like you really are sitting at a table and playing, uh, even though you are clearly not. You are far away, likely in your underwear, and uh, probably surrounded by snacks. So yeah yeah, interesting game. Good game. Uh they fought what did they it was uh it was sort of uh getting from one you know, we only play for a couple hours at a time and that really allows for hopefully some decent role play and uh and at least one combat, possibly two, depending on how quickly you're you know, how how you're running the combat, how swiftly the the combat is sort of built, and how what you're you know look are you using weapon speed or are you not using weapon speed i don't use any I try to keep the combat smooth and and flowy and in a d and d that's not a problem. I think that you can really selectively just uh, filter out some of the combat noise that's there. I know some people like it super crunchy. the rule set the a d and d rule set is built to handle all that crunch. Uh, is a little more maintenance on the front end to make sure that your weapon proficiencies are all set and your weapon speeds are all set but uh, once you 've done that front end work the the application does the you know does the work for you on the calculations end and all you have to do is roll a die and you're good to go it'll tell you you hit or you missed simple as that with New players uh, like Hobbs, there is definitely a slowdown as well. People not used to Fantasy Grounds take a little more time to find things on their sheets um, because there are multiple tabs. They take a little more time to uh, engage in combat because you have to... You know, there's targeting. You know, so you want to make sure you're engaging, targeting. If you're... No matter what, whether you're hand-to-hand or you're um, long-range firing. So, but... Uh, The nice part is I feel like we had a good session and a good learning session. And so hopefully the session moving forward in a couple of weeks is even smoother and we can get uh, more done. And that means having a better time, if that is indeed possible. I always try to use uh, monsters or enemies or creatures that they may not be familiar with this time. I threw in the Norker, which I think gets washed over but that fiend folio is not to be ignored friends do not ignore the fiend folio pull it out of the pile stop looking at that stupid monster manual just drop it you know you're playing with 40 and 50 year old guys they they know those stats backwards and forwards but these guys are these are consummate players man i got you know an old school crew going and they they're like i don't know what that is you know what's that armor class it has a what i oh it, it it's tough you know these are tough these are not goblins uh absolutely feel like you, you got to pick up that fiend folio more or just create your own monsters obviously that's a great way to twist something or just adjust a monster to make it not uh you know what the players are expecting because at this point Surprising people is difficult. Um, it's funny, you know, I was chatting with uh, Hobbs as we were doing the character creation bit. And, uh, you know, he thought I should talk more about the pawn shop, which I think is ri- ridiculous. I, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's not ridiculous. Maybe I should talk about the pawn shop more. It is a, an interesting place, I guess, if you are a third party observing from very far away. And television clearly gives people a certain perspective. You know, there's a couple of pawn shop shows on, two, three, I don't know. And in my experience, you know, working in the pawn shop, uh, those shows are not even close to real. Uh, Especially like Pawn Stars is a ridiculous show. I, you know, I don't know... I get, oh, allergies are killing me. I understand that uh, their build is reality TV, but that is not reality at all. Uh, Reality is something completely different that happens to me five days a week. And I I, I draw a lot of inspiration from the pawn shop in the sense that, um, especially when. Thing. You know, it's it's interesting what you draw from. You if if I happen to be inhabiting the body of an uh of a merchant NPC or there is some sort of negotiation going on, I cannot help but be in pawn mode. Uh and it's not really always, you know, people mistake the pawn shop. It's like always about they think always about the pawnbroker sort of taking advantage of a person who is in need or trying to to win a negotiation. But ultimately, it's about, I I feel like it's about finding the right number, the number that satisfies what we need to function as a business and the number that satisfies the customer's requirement. Uh, That is a difficult place to find uh, because preconceived notions of people when they come in about the value of their items, uh, their mental state, and how it may or may not in many cases, be altered by chemical substance abuse or use, which is common, you know. I mean, I would say, honestly, if I, if I was on a daily basis, I think 40% of my customers uh, are high, you know, they smoked weed. Now, I, I'm not casting, I zero aspersions here, man. I throw no rocks at any glass houses, um, Yeah, no. I, I just don't. I, I don't care about marijuana use. I'm happy that states are finally legalizing marijuana, both medically and recreationally. That is where I stand on that issue. But uh, that, you know, if 40% of them are are high, you know, from smoking or vaping or whatever, edibles, most of them smoke. Um, I would say that 10 to 15% are whacked out on opioids you know heroin or pills or i don't know and so there's a lot of you're dealing with emotional states which i also again i think is sort of a training ground for for dming i don't i don't recommend by the way going to work at a pawn shop and order to become a better dm terrible idea um, I'm not sure, like when Hobbs had mentioned that to me, I'm not sure what aspect of being at the pawn shop, whether it was like telling a crazy story of a wacky person like uh, that comes into the store, um, or sort of the day to day ridiculousness that I often have to deal with. You know, I sent a tweet yesterday, and this is interesting. This is, a, you know, actual conversations, short snippets I try to put in tweets sometimes um, for the Goblin Stomper account. And it's a a conversation I have a lot where a person comes in and they ask about, you know, how much can I get for X? And it's not an item I want for whatever reason. A brand I don't deal with or um, a condition of an item that I'm not interested in taking because of its condition or whatever. You know, they put it on the counter and 47 roaches crawl out of it, which which happens and becomes a huge problem. Um, So... What, uh, what kind of conversation? Well, like a conversation where the customer says, how much can I get for this? And I say, uh, that's not for me. I, I can't help you with that item. Thank you. And they say, so what can I get for it? And I, I just have to be super clear. Because the first, I'm sorry, I can't take it. That, they have a filter, the customer. They don't hear that. You know, and I say, uh, nothing. And when you say nothing, you think that's pretty clear. In your head, you feel like the conversation maybe has like a thank you, goodbye in it left, but that it's over. It is far from over, people. It's not over. They say, nothing? And I repeat, yeah, nothing. It's not for me. Thank you. And they say, nothing? And I say, correct, nothing. Can't help you. And they say, nothing? And I say, yeah, nothing. I can't help you. It's not, I can't take that item. Now, the all these words I'm saying, they're not hard words. They're basic. No, nothing. Thank you. Can't use it. Simple, short, to the point. And then they'll say, so I can't get nothing for this. And I say, yeah, just, I'm going to move over here to my computer and look at Facebook because I can't I can't have this conversation anymore I'm done and they're like wait 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 wait. they always do that wait 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 wait. and they, they lean in and they say can't I even get five dollars for this and I just look at them you know I don't and this conversation this is not like a, a happens once in a while conversation this is a everyday conversation Every single day that I step foot in the pawn shop, I have that conversation with somebody. So maybe that's the sort of story that Hobbes is looking for. Like, what are interactions with people like? Uh, or maybe he wants to know about how a pawn shop operates. You know, maybe he wants to know, well, how do you determine how much you're going to pay for something? <clears throat> um, or maybe he wants to know, uh, like, what is the process for pawning? Or maybe he wants to know something else that I'm not thinking of. I don't know and maybe you're interested in this. Maybe I should make this podcast about a little about my work life and a little about my personal life and somewhat mostly about my gaming life. uh you know I mean there's a lot of downtime at the pawn shop, and a lot of my work for dming and for gaming in general gets done while I'm at the pawn shop. um You know, I have ten or fifteen minutes in between a customer and I'm working out a plot line or I'm working out an adventure scenario, or I'm building a new monster for an environment, or I'm throwing some new monsters from the fiend Folio or the monster manual that aren't in uh, fantasy grounds, I'm creating them. you know I'm pushing some text up and I'm making that happen. Um, all of that is possible. Uh, all those things I, I could be doing, you know sometimes I'm just working on you know the game world. Um sometimes I'm digesting personalities that I am dealing with and sort of filtering them in. Sometimes I'm thinking about what the next when the next game is and uh, how I'm going to get a new player and and dealing with that, you know, trying to find a new person to join up. So I don't know maybe you should tell me. Um hopefully there's some folks listening. I did have some uh nice feedback from Colin uh from uh Tim Shortz uh from from larry uh, and I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh and you know extending the uh the welcome olive branch the welcome hand of thanks for you know staying with it and not uh, as Colin so eloquently put it uh pod fading which is a nice term a <laughs> way to say that you have you've dropped out you're done you you decide not to do this i I love doing this I always enjoy um sharing, whether it's, you know, personal work or, or mostly gaming. And I enjoy the interaction here on, uh, on Anchor. Uh, it does feel like a community and, and we recently really lost like our best, what I feel like for the OSR guys, it's really our best community. G plus really took a crap and me, we is really just it's hanging out there, but I, you know, I'm not feeling the love from anybody. And I think it would be interesting for folks to comment on that. Um, how they're feeling about the current state of sort of lack of social coherence in the in the internet space for us uh, and that's it I'm almost running 20 minutes a long one I guess because I decided to talk about the pawn shop but yeah it's Friday I got a game at the table on Sa- uh, Sunday I'm excited um, people coming over food laughing wholesale slaughter of uh, you know evil chaotic creatures should be good. Um, and I'm sure come Monday or Tuesday, I'll have some things to say about that. Uh, You know, Uh, I notice I'm doing a lot of uhs and ums, because it's it's probably because it's been a while, and I have to retrain myself to not do that. Anywho, have a great weekend. Have some awesome games. Run something. If you haven't tried Fantasy Grounds, please just check it out again. I'm not... I don't work for them. I'm not shilling for them, but I definitely feel like that experience, for me has put me so much closer to feeling like I'm actually playing with a group of people who are next to me versus far away from me. Uh, and I'm hoping that the people that I've been playing in the game are starting to feel more comfortable with that virtual tabletop and are starting to feel like, hmm, it does, have, it does bring something to the game that Roll20 like doesn't have. And I don't know, maybe it's just a completely intangible thing. Uh, and here I've come, full circle so have a great weekend game on I will talk to you guys next week later